So the big question is this. How are successful everyday athletes over 30 like us who work hard, who don't have much time and who are always having to juggle life and family? How are we able to live a pain-free athletic lifestyle? How do we train? What do we eat? And what do we do different that allows us to get the most out of life but still have time for all our hobbies, family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast. And welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. And how's your that's a nice little smile, James Breeze? Thanks very much. What are you doing? I'm just a shock. There was no little intro, no talk nope. towards the uh, editors to like edit anything out today. You've gone straight into it. What's happened to you? Straight in. Because I just wanted to get to the point of how's your trouser situation today? <laughs> they're great actually thank you very much are they yeah you oh, almost good, yeah. had a, a trouser accident at the gym yesterday right yeah cheers this for is that, the point where i try and embarrass you yeah exactly thanks i really yeah. appreciate it again yeah uh, note to self never try a new uh asian takeaway restaurant you've never been to before and have food that you've never had from there before ever full stop yeah you had to uh bail on the old uh training yesterday <laughs> uh, yeah just thanks for that <laughs> cheers it's all right no no problem no problem <laughs> I hate you. Do you want me to send you some of Henry's Pampers? Is that yes? Is that please help? do. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I always a good swear. No. Oh well, you know it just brightens the day because I'm looking out the uh, window and uh, it's snowing. Oh, it was. <laughs> I know. It is. It is May, right? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. You for those in the UK, it's miserable. You know, it's terrible. Like, what is going on? Come on, bring the sunshine, please. Yeah, just I've nothing more to say about that. Anyway, we're talking about training for cycling today is the, is the main topic of the podcast. But something came up. Uh, you sent me a link yesterday uh, on Slack to show me like how much weight Mark Wahlberg has put on. So we thought we'd have a little bit of chat about that. He's put on 30 pounds for a new movie. I just couldn't believe it. Like you've seen so many of these celebrities, like uh, Christian Bale's another one. He, he went the other way, didn't he? He goes extreme. Yep. Yeah, well, he's gone both ways. He's gone extreme yeah. low, and he's put on weight for like the role he played as Dick Cheney, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, we're talking proper character acting here, because yeah, you know, Mark Wahlberg could probably put on a fat suit, couldn't he, for the part? But he's gone, he's gone full character and put the weight on. But in three weeks, man, three weeks, he was three eating. Weeks, seven, he's put on thirty pounds. Yeah, seven thousand calories a day. That's what they his chef was making him, which is extreme above and beyond. And I don't think if if people have listened to the podcast long enough now, like extremes of dieting, either way is freaking not healthy. Stupid. Not healthy. I mean, the the what Mark Wahlberg's got in his favor. Obviously, he's a very fit man, mm-hmm. so hopefully, it won't take too bad a toll on his body. But that's how can that be any good for his heart? No. Well, I, I know that the, in the article itself, it was talking about how he's going to the doctors and regularly... Yeah, they are getting checkups and stuff, which is good. His checkups and everything. And again, you know, there's, there is some credit to the, to, to the art of acting, I think, yeah. um, and taking his role seriously. You've got to give him credit to that. Yeah. But for lots of people out there who... From a health perspective. <laughs> from a health perspective, it is one of the most stupid things you could possibly do. You know, hands down, because, you know, any weight gain... And significant weight or gain. extreme weight loss. It goes the other way. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's not sustainable. It it wreaks havoc on the metabolism. <laughs> you know, I think is the best way and the simplest way to put it. And you're not you're not going to really recover from it. The body's going to take a long time to recover from it. Well, I, I reckon Mark Wahlberg will because he's very rich and he has lots of trainers and doctors and 
medical professionals around him, I'm sure he'll get back to what it is. But but health wise, it can't be even can't be good for him, even though he's a healthy, obviously very healthy man. Exactly. But it's it's also it also ties in with the whole pandemic we've had, you know, in the last twelve. Will months. Smith. Have you seen Will Smith? Yeah, he's put on weight too. <laughs> yeah. He said he's gone to the uh, pantry a lot during yeah. the pandemic. Midnight muffins is what he was calling it. Yeah. 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 He's put on a lot of weight. He said it was the worst thing. But it's it's true. There's a lot of people, and we've, we're seeing it time and time again. People have become more sedentary because yep. of the lockdown. Yeah. Um, they're snacking more out of boredom, not working out, moving, walking as much. Uh, so it is, is all an issue. But even, you know, we talk about Mark Wahlberg's 30 pounds in three weeks. Well, we've also got to look at, you know, people have put on. 19 pounds you know you know no pun intended the covid 19 you know pound in, in weight gain over the period and sometimes even more during the last 12 months and even over 12 months a 30 pound weight gain which is again 10 12 kilos is not good and healthy in any way shape it's a quick amount of time to put that much weight on yeah and the problem is if you put it on it's then it gets harder to lose then you put it back on yo-yo dieting etc but that's not for this podcast anyway We'll say again, yeah, but honestly, just just a thought. So if you're watching Mark Wahlberg, wow, that's quite impressive. Well, it, it is and it isn't. <laughs> yeah. I think is the best way to put it. So, like, you know, hats off to him for his, his dedication to the world and his craft of acting. However, uh, in health terms, you know, for any normal human being without the backup of a full team, it is quite simply stupid, in my opinion. Exactly, and we'll draw a line under that. So uh, today we're talking about um, training for cycling. Exactly. Yeah, where, where do you want to start? Well, there's lots here. It's been, it's been kind of fun. Like it's. Um, what about your your? Um, it's not an an, not not an anagram, um, uh, acronym. Acronym mammals. <laughs> yeah. Middle aged men in lycra. <laughs> I never heard this before until I dug it up the other day. No. It's quite interesting, and it's true. There is middle aged men in lycra everywhere who think they look wonderful in their skin tight white. Um, <laughs> Doesn't necessarily have to be white, exactly. uh, and we're not bashing cycling, by the way, because cycling no. is fantastic for you. But it's not the most flattering gear in the world. Yeah, no, really. it but you know, in all fairness, like I grew up cycling, grew up in the middle of Wales, cycling yeah. all the time. We went as mates, just like every, uh, you know, particularly in summer, a couple of times a week. It's hard. I'll say this now: I think some of the top end cyclists are some of the hardest, fittest, strongest people, mental people. I think as well I've ever come across, and. You know, I, I had the pleasure growing up with a couple of Cat 1, Cat 2 riders, actually, from Mid-Wales. And I rode with them as a group, just a friendly group ride. With them or miles behind them? Uh, miles behind them. <laughs> yeah. It was always good. It was like all of us, all of us mates. Like, we all played different sports. Me, was cricket, rugby, football. A couple of guys took cycling seriously. We always, we always mountain biking in winter, cycled in the summer. A group of us, you know, we'd have two, two groups, essentially. We'd all sit together on the flats. And downhills, we always raced each other. Like, I'll never to this day forget the day I got to 63 miles an hour on my push bike down Brindy Hill in Shandlois, Midwell, which is the fast thing. That How is I didn't come fast. Off. <laughs> How I didn't come off and die that day, I will never know. But I'll always remember that day for the time being. But it was the hills that always got me. My power to weight ratio wasn't good and so many other factors. But it's now summer. People are getting back on their bikes. Well, their I think, hasn't it, the, the popularity due to lockdown and gyms not being open, etc., has, over the past year of cycling, because it is fantastic exercise, great for cardio and endurance, etc., it's grown hugely over the past year. You couldn't get a turbo trainer for love no money. No, turbo trainer. Because <laughs> I, like, I was looking for a client right. of ours, and I was like, they're all sold out, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm all for I, I don't get back on my bike enough. I've got my bike here, which I cycle to the gym now which is open again, woo! And, you know, I, I love getting on the bike and stuff. I wish I had more time to do yeah. on it, but I just don't prioritise it anymore because I've got other things like cricket, 
trail running, other things that are now part of my life. But like, it's such a fun, you know, particularly when you're like with your mates, and it's a fun way to get out and about, see things, see a diff- see the country in a different perspective, yep. get on roads. You know, it's just, it's just a fun thing to do. But, you know, we're getting more and more people come to us who want to get better on the bike. I think yep. the phrase that we hear time and time again is that, hey, James, or like, hey, have you got any tips? I'm always being, you know, at the, I'm always at the back of the peloton. I want to keep up with my friends. I want yep. to keep up with my mates. That's, yep. it's the common thing that we have with a lot of people, particularly people who are taking it up and, you know, in their, in their mid-30s, 40s and want to start doing it more and enjoy it more because it is more fun. There's nothing worse than being at the back and hanging on for dear life. And I know that. I know that yeah. feeling. Like, or watching your mate, you know, literally lap you as you go up and down this one hill once and they're going up and down two or three times. It's It sucks. It's demoralizing. Yeah, I bet. Would you say that most people who come to us, they think their issue is strength but it is not strength what do we generally see 100 percent. so like there's uh it's funny because i'm actually writing this for the um uh, for the next magazine the one year anniversary of the magazine this is what, <gasps> what? My yeah God, that's we turn it into the cycling issue so it's all good it's all timely actually this so yes yeah, so i, I kind of see there's four things that i see time and time again with mammals middle-aged men <laughs> <laughs> right I've got mam, mam, mam wills, middle-aged women in Lycra as well. We've got, exactly, to, include ev- yeah, exactly. we've got to include everyone. <laughs> exactly. We include everyone, but I'm going to speak specifically, specifically to the men. And again, because most of the time, which again is fun, they invest a lot in gear. They like yeah. to buy the new bikes, the shiny new helmets, the Lycra, the shoes, <laughs> you know, all thinking it's going to make them a little bit faster. And it is, you know, to some extent, a lighter bike, it's going to get you up the, up the hills faster. But... You know, the things I see in most people are they're not strong enough. That's not the main thing, though. You've just ruined my point otherwise. Sorry, okay. It's not, it's not the main thing. Yeah, okay, yes. It's not the main thing. I'll get to the main thing in a second now. They're not strong enough. They're not mobile enough. They have severe mobility issues. Yeah. They don't spend enough time on the bike. I think that's a big one. They, they don't consider it. They think, you know, half an hour every other day is good enough. It really isn't. Let's get better. But not enough time on the bike at, at the right pace. At the right pace, yep. yep. Doing the right things. And then the fourth, which I think you're trying to allude to, is that they're simply overweight and overfat. I think that's the, in the nicest possible way, that is the, one of the biggest things that we see. I wasn't actually alluding to that one, but thanks for... Oh, which, uh, which were you alluding to? <laughs> Lack of core strength and stability. Oh, that you So the I, I ability to deliver what power they have is limited. So the core, the, the the trunk, let's call it the trunk instead, is what knits your everything together. Your arms and legs. It's all got to. If your core doesn't function, your trunk doesn't function well. Then your arms and legs are just attachments, and you got to get the body working as one piece. Yep. So we often see that they lack core stability in you know anti rotation tests and uh, basic core tests stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, so I, I, I kind of lumped that in into the strength section because we can dive into each of these components specifically. You know, for, for me, and again, again, I'll give you an example. Mate, Andrew asked me, because he's a big cyclist, he asked me the other week, hey, man, what's the best thing and, you know, I can do to get better on the bike this summer? And I said to him as a mate, you need to lose some fat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I said it the nicest possible. He's a, he's a solicitor, you know, he, he corporate dines and stuff. He's been doing lockdown and they go, mate, literally, you need to lose some fat. And it's there's no two ways about it. On the bike, your weight and power to weight ratio is absolutely everything. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this in terms of, we've mentioned it in runners, we've mentioned about weight loss and stuff and about performance 
uh, in terms of weight. And now it's uh, generally centimeter height in centimeters minus 100 plus or minus five kilos, depending on your sport. So for cycling, endurance cycling, you're looking at minus the five kilos. Do you want to explain that better? Because I didn't explain that very no, well. No, no, ex- exactly. Yeah. So we, it, it, we, use, we use this formula, your ideal weight to height ratio. I and it seems to apply best. to most sports, doesn't it? It yeah. really does work. Particularly athletic sports. I think yeah. like we're talking athletic sports, I mean, you know, it includes CrossFit, it includes, uh, if you're talking about strongman or if you're talking about like, Powerlifting probably doesn't doesn't yeah. fit powerlifting. Even NFL linemen stuff. Like, it's not going to fit because uh, it's a different specific role they're playing for. But more athletic sports, running, cycling, everyday athlete type stuff. It's a good thing to work towards. So you you picked up from Andrew Reid. Actually, this is a great bit of study him and his mates did. They came across that the average your ideal height is your height and cent- ideal weight should be your height in centimeters for men now minus a hundred plus or minus five kilos. So if it's a more endurance-based sport like cycling, you're going to be minus five is the ideal thing. So if take me as an example, I'm 173 centimeters, which is five foot eight and a half for those out there. And I, you know, I should be, you know, 173 minus 100 should be 73 kilos, plus or minus five kilos. So if it's endurance cycling, I should be between 68 and 73 kilos as an ideal weight, just to give you an idea. But if you're more strength-based, it's plus five kilos for more CrossFit-type activities and more muscular-based. So we're also talking about a couple of different types of cycling, though, as well, before we record it. Because if you're in the... So we're talking like road cycling, endurance, you're going to be on the minus five side. For velodrome, you're probably going to be more towards the plus five side because we're talking about Chris Hoy and the size of his thighs and how does he ever buy trousers? <laughs> oh my God, they're massive. The size of their quads are absolutely insane. The power they've got to generate from that is it's phenomenal. It's crazy, isn't it? I'd be really interested to know, actually. Can we Google quickly what does uh, or what did, because I don't know whether he's as fit anymore. Uh, I'm sure he is, actually. Chris Hoy's height and... And, and wait, I'd be I'd be interested uh, to know see if I've, see if the formula works. If it doesn't work, I'll be very sad. <laughs> it doesn't quite fit. He was one point one hundred eighty five centimeters, yeah, and he weighed ninety three kilos. Ooh, so well, it's not far off. No, it's not far. It's it's not, not far. far off. Off. But again, for that, it, it's another specific sport. I think there's a lot of outliers in that thing as well, yeah. because like, it's such a power strength based activity. Yeah, I mean, it's only it's only one kilo out of the formula. Yeah. <laughs> so three kilos. Not, it's ninety-three. Oh, 90, I thought you said ninety-one. Ninety-one. Anyway, still not not oh, too far. You're at right, the other plus level up there. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just interesting to see. What is, uh, remind me before we move on? What is it for women? It's one hundred and ten minus one hundred and ten minus one hundred and ten. So your height centimeters minus one hundred and ten plus or minus five. There you yeah. go. Yeah. We don't want to leave the ladies out. Exactly. So it's just a good way to think about it and think of your ideal weight. So yeah. So straight away. You know, for me as a cyclist, I want to be better on the mountain. Well, I'll go, okay, well, what's my height? It's 173 centimeters minus 100. That's 73 kilos. I should be at the minus range. So I am weight, I weigh at the moment 74. So it's, I'm slightly above. So I need to drop, a, you know, th- three to five kilos essentially to really start performing. Now, whether I choose to do that or not, it's, it's irrelevant. But the point is, we're seeing lots of mammals, middle aged men, like. <laughs> You come to us and they're, say, 180 centimetres tall mm. and they're weighing between 90 to 95 kilos. It's 10 to 15 kilos over their ideal weight. So they, their first thing is, like, what, what strength training can we do? What can we do this? And it's like, well, before we get to that, 
let's have this honest conversation and actually talk about it. You know, because your power to weight ratio, the power you're going to get up those hills is all going to be impacted by your weight. So before you do anything else at all, if I see these numbers, if I see high body fat percentages, I'll just have the honest conversation and say, look, we need to lose some weight. Yeah. You know, if you want to have more fun, if you don't want to be hanging off the back of that peloton and like see your mates disappear into the into the distance, into the sunset, you've got to lose some weight. And that's where it comes down to strength, training, fat loss plans, maybe even jumping off a bike for a wee while. Yeah. But once you've done, once you've lost it, you don't necessarily have to get any stronger. You just lose some weight and then your power to weight ratio is going to improve and you're going to be better. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Without even doing anything almost. Yeah. Is a fun thing. But then when you get back into the other stuff, when we come to the, oh, let's just talk about mobility. Like I was going to say, talk about mobility and then core uh, stability. So yeah, well, if we talk about like just mobility to start off with, like most cyclists have really tight T-spines. They have super tight hip flexors. Because they're, they're they mostly you know, again most of the middle, most middle aged guys they work at an office job they're sitting down all day they're chair shaped before they even get off the chair at the end of the day they sit in the car to go home they then go into their bike and they're even more bent over onto a road bike and they're just so tightly closed off I think the whole front part of their body is so wound up so they have low back issues their shoulder neck issues at the same time. So sometimes mobility is the key thing we need to unlock because if you're not mobile enough, then we can't work or have the foundation to have in place for when you want to do strength training, which is where we need to create the power to put your, put your pedal down. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, pretty much the same applies to uh, core stability. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I said before, making the body work as one piece. Again, if you get that right, if you improve your core stability again, you don't necessarily need to do any strength training and Theoretically, and I've seen it before, I've seen it work, your power improves. Yep. Time and time again, we see people go, hey, look, you know, they just spend like good, again, we're not going to say, it's not going to happen in like a couple of weeks. We're talking like three to four months of good training, particularly improving core stability. We see their times improve with people hanging on, you know, they're like, hey, guess what? I, I managed to cling onto the back of the peloton this week. You know, all these sort of type of different things. But it's, it is such an important, like, don't neglect the mobility first before you can do the strength training. And you don't need to do any fancy. Uh, God, you see, you see some of the the track cyclists, the velodrome guys, doing these ex- fancy, explosive, one-legged uh, split squats. You know, jump box squats or whatever. You got to you got to be ready for that. <laughs> you be ready it all for that. Ha- it all has its place, but probably not the best idea for your average middle-aged man. No, nope. and you know, it starts off with okay, just simple tests. Like, can you hold a plank for two minutes? Yeah. Can you hang from a bar for, for sixty seconds? Can you actually do a pull-up? Can you deadlift, you know, one and a half times body weight for men, five reps or 1.25 body reps for women? That's just, that's just, that's our general strength standards until you hit some of these things first. Like you need to get stronger. And no, it's not going to make you slow on the bike. Like we're not talking, you know, powerlifting style to get you massive. We're talking just general strength. Most humans should be able to do this. And this is for everyday people, for healthy, fit, everyday athletes. Exactly. We're not talking about elite track athletes right now. We've got to talk about the whole picture. Health, longevity, you know, you know, if you're just getting to biking at 40, I'm sorry to break the news to you, you're not going to be the next Bradley Wiggins or Lance Armstrong. No way. I was hoping to go on the tour. Yeah, exactly. Is that not possible? No? Oh, gee, I tell you, that's, <laughs> is any, if, anyone's, if anyone's actually climbed outdoors, it's one of the toughest climbs I've ever done in my life. Like, oh my God, how they do it and how fast they go up is insane. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they insane. are incredible 
machines. They really are. Yeah. They really are. Last one, aerobic endurance time on the bike. Yeah, it's 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 actually a big part of it. Like it's I think the better way to put it now is how you structure the season. Like if we if, if we're in the UK, even the even the in the you know in the US and North America too, we've got to think of it in terms of seasons. Like the vast majority of time is gonna be spent in the summer, spring and summer on your bike. And it comes to the you know Pareto principle of eighty the eighty twenty rule, where eighty percent of the time you need to be doing the thing that you love to doing or the sport you need to be doing to get better at it. Is it not 60% of the time it works every time? Yeah, yeah not, not quite <laughs> that. No, there's a bit more science than this one. <laughs> as much as I'd love to have that on. So we've got to think about this. Like autumn, winter, I think a lot of your time needs to be spent in the gym. More time than you think. And you, if you get on a nice day, get out on the ride, just go for a nice easy cruise. So you're just maintaining the miles. But when it comes to summer, like get on your bike more. Like I yeah. see this time and time again. People go, oh, what's the secret to getting better on your bike? Uh, losing weight and spending more time on your bike it sounds crazy <laughs> just to say that and like as simple as this but it really is that case like get on the bike and do more hours now the top cyclists in the world let's just put things into perspective here to get really good they're on the bike over a thousand training hours a year more likely to be around 1400 right which is about 25 hours a week on yeah. the bike right now most human beings Everyday athletes haven't got the time to spend that. But I'm just highlighting the point is like they spend that much time on the bike to get that good, to yep. build the capacity to get. So you need to learn from their secrets. So if you're only going out one or two hours a week, well, there's no wonder why you're not going to improve. And we're talking low aerobic threshold work here. We're not talking about smashing yourself for one or two hours. Yeah. Don't go out there and start doing rocket drills up and down a hill and just like, just go as hard as you possibly can. You just got to build the miles up. Yeah. E build easy volume. Volume, volume, volume is the key. And it does take time. Like there's no two ways about it. No shortcuts. <laughs> no, not when it comes to this. And if you want to get good, like, you know, spend time on your own. Like go time yeah. on your own. Do the work with your mates. Have fun with them. But sometimes going out with your mates, yes, it leaves you you know, having fun, but sometimes it's not the best training plan because you're clinging on for dear life. Yeah. They're probably way faster than you. You're clinging on for dear life and rather than working easy volume, building it up to allow you to recover better at sub-aerobic threshold, you are clinging on in that pure, you know, like that sugar zone, that sugar burning zone. Like it's not like you're just depleting all the energy as fast as you possibly can yeah. without doing it. So you know, don't get me wrong, go out with your mates, have fun, enjoy it. That's all about, that's what cycling's all about. Have your coffee and your scone afterwards, <laughs> yeah. right? The, the cycling staple that it, that it is at the end, but spend more time on your own. Like mm. use the headwinds, do easy work, build volume, 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 and then go back out on it and just spend more time on it. Sounds simple. And it Simple. is, but it's not easy, as Dan says. No, not easy at all. And like, just build and build volume slowly. Don't think you need to go out for a sixty-mile ride or a hundred-kilometer ride every single day. Like, where are you at the moment? Can you go out for a, a, a five to five to ten-mile ride? First of all, build volume. They increase it slowly to 12, 13, 14 miles. You know, yeah. just get out and do that. But like I said, look look at it in terms of seasons. Like this is now the spring summer. Like when the weather permits, get out on that bike whenever you can. <laughs> right? Indeed. There we go. Hopefully uh, that was helpful for all you cyclists out there. Thank you very much, James. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I try my best every now and then. Uh, thanks for embarrassing me at the start. Hey, no problem whatsoever. It gave me. I didn't have anything to uh, to to go with last week. I had no introduction, but this week I was like, I've got I've got it. I've nailed it this week.
<laughs> Cheers. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. If anyone wants to send any uh, plastic trousers to James, I can give his address <laughs> out at the end. <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry about that. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you guys for listening. I'm off to buy some Lycra. Until hey. next time. Later, guys. Want more fitness secrets? Want to see the very best that Strength Matters has to offer? If so, then go start your free seven-day coaching experience at strengthmatters.com today. Our expert coaches will take you through the assessment process and help you put a workable plan into action. Together, we will finally uncover what's holding you back and put you on the path to success. Start your free seven-day coaching experience today. Visit www.strengthmatters.com to get started.